It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 36 of the Redirect Podcast. It is Friday, March 2nd, 2018. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. Welcome this week by Patrick from the Black Truck team. Hey, Patrick. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, just us. We have a variety of people in and out this week. So uh, you and I were tag teaming this uh, this episode of the Redirect and... Uh, you know, without uh, without fail, there's a lot uh, a lot of discussion, a lot of different things moving and shaking in our industry. I think, uh, you know, marketing in general, there's a lot that moves, but certainly in the digital space, uh, search is this constant uh, this constant moving target. And um, so I say, let's let's get to it. I'll I'll go ahead and take lead, and uh, and let's start discussing. So um, interesting. You know, anymore, I think we're We've talked immensely about it before here internally. We've talked about it with clients and stuff too. Is that anymore? We're all very much programmed to go to Google uh, when we have a question. We we're seeking an answer for a problem. Um, Google's grown to much more of an answer engine in the past, you know, five seven years. Uh, and I think Bing could probably be even thrown into that too. Search in general has grown into this answer engine, less about just a search engine, more about an answer engine and how it's ingrained in our daily lives. So recently Google announced that they are delivering more comprehensive um, results to questions in, that are taking place in search. Hmm, like um, a snippet, like a featured snippet? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, answer. much, much larger than that. What they're calling um, multifaceted featured snippets. Um, I haven't personally seen them in the wild yet, but based on what you know, I've read that, that Google has produced uh, one link to their, their official blog post on it, and they've got some really great screenshots and screen shares in there. Um, you, can, you can really gather that if you have any um, previous history with either not just featured snippets, but um, the people also searched for features and functions that we see kind of usually they're baked in yeah. uh, like in the middle of the SERPs. Um, I, I really think that that's probably derived from that is that, um, you know, with the advancements in, in machine learning that Google has, they're, they're actually able to better interpret uh, the intent behind what the query is better than they ever have been before. Hmm. Um, so... So think about one one example that uh, that that Google throws out here is that um, they use the example search of you know I, I do I do a search for garden needs full sun. Uh, what they're saying is Google is able to recognize that it could be interpreted as what garden plants need full sun or what counts as full sun, hmm. and they'll offer those up as as additional featured snippets. They'll offer up the featured snippets for both of those. So I'm taking that as you do a search for garden needs full sun and where traditionally we would see that as the uh, people also search for the suggested searches that come up they're they're taking those and the most relevant they're they're pulling up into these additional featured snippet streams Hmm. um, and providing the the details right there so if I say you know garden needs full sun they're they're interpreting what my intent is and the featured snippets that they're showing are exactly 
what garden plants need full sun, what counts as full sun. Then seen below that even more is the people also ask, which is where this is, is very much derived from uh, what potted plants like full sun, what plants do well in full sun. It really goes off of that discussion that we've had before about when you're writing for uh, a featured snippet opportunity, uh, if you think that you have that and, and you can go after it, uh, what we know as position zero is really, are you answering all the questions? Are you being extremely helpful? So in this case, you, you can't just say, you know, my, my garden needs full sun. Well, that's great. What are you growing in yeah. your garden, Pat? Right. You know, um, so how do I expand that? The, the other thing they kind of went more in depth on was um, they, they deep dived on what they call several type of nuanced queries. Uh, so where more comprehensive results or responses might be helpful to the Is searcher. Is that a Google way of saying a gray area? Um, yeah, I mean, it. it uh, no, what they're calling uh, nuanced queries beyond, their nuanced queries are beyond what Google coins as multi-intent queries. So how, you know, uh, they're saying like guidance-seeking queries. Like, is it, is it worth fixing my foundation? Which very much is a natural language. You could see how that might be derived from a voice search. Right. So, you know, Google, is it, is it worth fixing my foundation? There's a lot of components that come with it. Um, cost, duration of time to fix my foundation, methods, financing. Um, the multifaceted is something they don't have fully fleshed out yet. It's one of those things that they said basically they're going to they're gonna start to roll it out. And over the course of this year, they're going to expand coverage. So um, I think it goes back to, and I, I, I overheard a conversation that you even had today was, um, we know Featured Snippet is one of the most volatile moving pieces right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to expand on that and just kind of think about oh, yeah, you, the uh, conversation you had today. Right, yeah, I was speaking with a client today and, and uh, uh, through a, it, it's a client that would, that it's a, another agency that we sure. partner with. Yep. And they were speaking to one of their clients that we don't currently work with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, that client of theirs said they have a tool that they use that tells them how to get a featured snippet and what they need to do for that featured snippet. And uh, my, my pushback was that uh, there's a lot of data out there to show tips and tricks and how there's an opportunity for you to increase your odds to get the featured snippet, but there's no surefire right. steps to get. Right. And the same thing, um, so that it's also, it's the competition is ever increasing. The same way that you want to compete for position one, you're competing for position mm -hmm. zero, especially in a popular subject area where there's opportunity to have multiple players in that field, big players in that field, you're going to be competing for that position zero very aggressively more so than you would even for position one. And I think to, to build on that too, case in point of someone, so you have someone who's asking and talking about, and this could be whether your agency side or in-house, somebody's talking about, hey, you know, hey, what's this featured snippet deal? How do we go after it? Should we go after it? I think asking that, should we go after it is the important question. And then, and then what are we gonna do after we land that? Because mm -hmm. what's the value in owning the featured spot. Yeah. So even with voice search, if you did a search for that, okay, it's going to say, okay, according to, or source I found, but you as a consumer, does that necessarily mean that you're going to click through or you're going to try and, you know, 
uh, you're going to try and prompt Google to take action, what is known as the action step, mm-hmm. um, to go ahead and take that next step to actually go to that page and to actually visit it. So like in previous discussions we've had here on the redirect and content that, that we've produced is very much of the featured snippet is nice, but it's also designed to keep people in Google, yeah. which is which is great, but it doesn't drive traffic to your site. Right. It doesn't increase organic traffic to your site. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can own you can own all the all the featured snippets that you want. Now I know that we can argue all day long the other way that it does increase and it does impact. Yeah. But but let's say you had something that was not transactional that wasn't that nothing prompted a user to click on it, mm-hmm. especially in a voice search. Right. What's is there value? What is the value? Yeah, if you look at uh, for me personally, I'd say nine out of the ten featured snippets I see, uh, the result is Wikipedia, mm-hmm. which isn't mm-hmm. necessarily the first result on the page. And of those nine Wikipedia results, I'd say seven or eight of them I don't click through to the site. Mm. I got what I needed out of the snippet without clicking through into Wikipedia. Yeah. What is Wikipedia getting out of that? What is any company getting out of that if there isn't a direct commerce or um, conversion or data collection from that featured snippet? Uh, it's always that. It's, it's, it's the action step, what's happening afterwards yeah. that, that we always talk about. So, no, it's, it's, that's really good. Well, you um, – not to, <laughs> we're going to, I think, flip a little bit 180 right. here. And you had, had wanted to – you alluded to earlier about um, – Talking about attribution, yeah, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, so. we were we were playing with attribution in the, in the office here a little bit this, throughout the last two weeks. I wanted to actually start a segment and a promise I made last week to follow up about um, <laughs> keyword planner. Oh changes. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I th- in the new keyword planner tool that Google just reformatted for AdWords, they added uh, a couple of different organic metrics that you can track in the keyword okay. suggestion area, mm-hmm. and I had just activated. Um, syncing AdWords with Search Console so data wasn't available yet. Ah, okay. I, I did this for two clients that um, specific industries, uh, flooring was one industry and the other one was um, garment rental. Okay. Um, and one week later, neither of the organic data had populated still. Mm. So I mm. don't know if okay. um, it is a lack of search data or if it is a connectivity issue. Okay. So... Um, Stand by for further data and <laughs> um, attribution. So things that we've been playing with here on the PPC side of things is who's getting the credit? Mm-hmm. Where does that credit come from? Yep. And Google defaults a lot of their uh, conversion data points to last click. Mm-hmm. A lot of conversions don't happen in the first click, the first visit to a site. If I'm... Uh, shopping for not a everyday product, let's say a boat or a car or a large piece of machinery, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to do a search. I'm going to find you. Maybe you sh- I click on you through an ad, yep. but it might take five visits to the site. And on that fifth and last visit, it, I got you through either a bookmark link or um, a note I kept somewhere. I clicked on a hyperlink or just an organic search that organic search gets the win, not that initial first click that introduced right. you. And right. that's the last click model. I'm not saying there isn't value in that. We're right. just saying it, it's not maybe telling the, the f- full story. 
right. of, of the path to get to conversion. Correct. Correct. Um, so we've been toying with uh, a time decay or mm-hmm. a last click model. We've been exploring that a little bit. Time decay. Uh, we use we use time decay. We've been we're exploring more time yeah. decay. Last click is a default. More first click too. I think. Sorry, this, first this click. Yeah, yep, I, I misspoke there. Correct, yeah. um, first click is um, no. There's no nuts and bolts about it. You just you know where it's coming from on that first one. A hundred percent of the credit is given to the first touch point. Whereas on a uh, time decay, as it moves down the line through, if it's, you know, you're set at 30 to 45 days mm-hmm. in that range, it can track where you moved. And within that conversion the, window. Within that conversion window. And it will break your conversion down to different percentages. Like, okay, majority of this conversion came from that initial mm-hmm. point. Uh, I can't speak fluidly on... What that looks like yet, because on the the models that I've set that up on with the uh, there's not data there to tell yeah, you where the accounts that I monitor on, I don't have enough data to, to get results on it yet. I stumbled through some articles today um, that led me down a path um, a year ago um, that Google is starting to move away from last click as a default, and it's it's it, it, in the last year. They're really focusing on attribution and getting those wins to the right places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that the meme, uh, give me all the things, I want all the data. That um, So we're focusing on taking it deeper and going s- several layers down in to really track what we see as wins so we can then report it back to our clients. So, so like, they can, maybe uh, <clears throat> ROI isn't the right phrase and maybe it, we're not talking about making sure that we're getting as marketers uh, the credit we deserve for the results the client is seeing mm-hmm. but it makes everybody smarter and I think to add to that too because even if you are if you're a novice or even if you've been uh, in the digital marketing space for a while doing AdWords analytics uh, you know it's the the common approach was yeah, import analytics conversion data into AdWords. Mm-hmm. So use site-side conversion data in AdWords for reporting. The problem there is it's last it's last click attribution default in Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. Now they're making some some changes and things are becoming a little bit more robust in terms of their attribution capabilities, but it, it's still largely centered around more like single click device. So it's mm-hmm. it's not quite there yet. Um, so. You have to do a little bit more um, modifying to get it to do what you need it There's to do. There's definitely a learning curve. Yep. Uh, now, on the, using the conversion tracking internal of AdWords, you know, the, the nice thing there is that you can track the conversions that are happening from the campaign level and ad group level and keyword level. But then let's say you set up a goal or conversion on the site as well. You can, you can look at them independently of one another like when you're running a report you know and easily make that correlation you know if I generate uh, you know 30 lead gen forms on a site so I'm looking at analytics and and my goal is is lead gen form complete Mm -hmm. I generate 30 of those and then in AdWords I can look and say oh we generated 20 lead gen conversions it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to make that correlation and and do the math to, to be able to display that properly the nice thing is is that you have the better attribution models right. available to you immediately right now within within AdWords. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
And and there's other there's other great conversion points too. I think we talked about them in previous episodes too. Is calls from ads is one step, mm-hmm. but uh, deploying um, calls on the website from ads yeah. too, I think is a is an often uh, overlooked uh, item. And uh, we've deployed it uh, many times, even as of recently. Um, so I think that's really good. Yeah. Really good. Was there any indication? Have you run anything with the changes that are going to come? Um, within the attribution models changing for I, I know I know there's a lot that's a lot more that's offered in like the Google Analytics 360 suite. Yeah, the 360 suite is tough. That's their paid model. Yeah, and it's like what a hundred a hundred grand or something a year. Yeah, um, the the volume that you need on it in order to track data. It's something like I, I have that right here. Where did it go? Um, in order to get that properly. Um, fill with data you need at least 15,000 clicks and um, at least 600 conversions in 30 days oh wow yeah so you've got to be moving so you've it's be moving like you're, you're looking at enterprise level at, at big big ticket item mm-hmm. sites mm-hmm. so it's it, it that's I guess why they call it uh, the enterprise level <laughs> right. model right right um, but yeah so it's there's definitely some changes coming down um, there, there's just the, the chatter is increasing about attribution models. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily any. Um, Google doesn't like to give dates on when things are going to happen. They say we're looking at. And, yep. Um, go beta for three years. No, because they. I mean, it even goes back to. I've got a great article here that um, we'll, we'll link to that talks about basically uh, what search marketers need to know about Google attribution. This was written last May on Search Engine Land. It does a really good job about what is attribution in Google, um, what problems does attribution aim to solve, um, how is it different from attribution in AdWords. You can see how it's trying to align those more, perhaps. I found a similar article dated late May of 17 from um, uh, Marketing Land. Mm, So mm -hmm. I think that there was an announcement. Yeah, (laughs) there was an announcement made uh, at a conference that month that you know it works with mm-hmm. news it was passed around from different sites i'd like to read that article that you you found too um yeah i think the cool. ultimate win at least from our context at google that we talked to yeah on attribution the, the ultimate direction to go is a data-driven model yes right so yes. you're capturing all the touch points involved in the conversion um and, and then assigning credit to to one or some or all of those steps, you know, more accurately reflects what the impact it had on on their, their mm-hmm. purchase decision or their conversion decision. It's just um, that's trying to get more in line with that data driven process. But but even that, what Google's employing is machine learning to understand what those touch points are, the likelihood of the conversion. But you have to have um, you have to have actually a considerable amount of conversions happening yes um really great for e-commerce players and stuff to go to a data attribution mm-hmm. model um but i think the easy one is to, to make the switches to a time decay mm-hmm. um and there are articles out there that will tell you the pros and cons of each one of those and that right. oh a time decay a time decay model favors the advertiser well it it does it or does it or does it not is it i mean i to me there's lost data in there if you're on the last click model regardless. So Agreed. you need to start somewhere yeah. and head down that path. It would so. be interesting to take uh, two similar types of goals and do a, a first click and then a time decay 
Totally. And see the difference on those. Mm-hmm. On, on that note, something we noticed this week too, as we were doing a lot of changes and conversions, kind of that first part of the month and reevaluating a bunch of things is we use Google Tag Manager, mm-hmm. uh, as do a lot of other people for, you know, uh, firing conversions, tracking pixels, things like that. Um, when you're setting up a conversion, even, even up to last week even, um, you, if you were using GTM, Tag Manager, you had to go at, at the snippet, the code snippet that the conversion code that was given to you in AdWords was created. You had to find the conversion ID and the conversion label to, to plug it into GTM. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, AdWords team has made it much easier, and the tag setup process, it says, do you want to install the tag yourself? Here's that raw code. Right. Or do you want to use Google Tag Manager? And when you click that tab... It gives you, it calls it right out, you know, copy the conversion ID, yeah. copy the conversion label, drop them in, and it makes that process much, much easier. I mean, the only, the only next step from there would be it to like auto integrate yeah. <laughs> into GTM. You know, when I, say, I first go. started reading about Tag Manager two, two and a half years ago, it was pretty intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I was a little green under the, under the hood and I, I, or it was just legitimately confusing, a whole new avenue to learn. Every day that's gone by, it seems like it's getting easier and easier. And mm-hmm. one of my personal goals for uh, my professional year was to get heavily involved with Tag Manager because yeah. that's the way it's moving. And it's getting easier. It Tag Manager is getting easier and easier for anyone to use. And if you're not heading in a model that direction, you really need to get on that bandwagon. Yep. Yep. I think I think you're. I think that's right. I mean, I, more and more uh, the the gold standard process I know for us is. Um, if it's not set up, we're going to set it up. Um, and we have that down to a, a pretty efficient move, you know, depending on, depending on the developer, mm-hmm. uh, set, that's a pretty, you know, quick change, yeah. 10 minutes to a half hour, depending on, depending on the site yeah. and the templates right. and things, but, um, it's pretty quick. Um, so anyways, um, these, these things are certainly everything that we talked about both on the, the attribution side, I think, is going to impact primarily uh, your paid media types of comments, mm-hmm. right, is what mm-hmm. we talked about. On the uh, changes in multifaceted featured snippets, which is a mouthful, that's going to impact what you're doing uh, definitely on a content side mm-hmm. as well as an SEO front and, and how I'm anxious to see still how ads are going to be served up within these types of search queries. It's got to. You know, I I mean, you, uh, that's probably why we've seen this push in the AdWords world for a more modified broad match Mm -hmm. approach. Um, trying to keep a a cost per click down while still being open to some of those questions and doing data mining and things like that. So, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see, see where things go on that. So, on a closing note, I did read a really good article um, to kind of follow up on some of the voice search stuff that we did. We'll make sure we link to um, a deeper dive into voice search rankings. So the team at Backlinko did a pretty extensive analysis of voice search ranking. And, and what they found, no doubt, was in line with pretty much anything, everything that we've read before. Um, but there were some there were some interesting tidbits that kind of jumped out that were probably different from from other things that you'll read um, in terms of ranking factor in a voice search world. So big things, and I think Cindy talked about these on a previous episode when she talked about the mobile-first index 
was page speed is definitely going to be a yep. significant facts, uh, factor. I mean, um, faster loading pages, more mobile friendly. Yeah, I actually That's almost good. spoke about that today. <laughs> I had, I had uh, a wormhole of research going on earlier, and I was like, on performance metrics. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the big thing. Is a lot of this is a lot of this is like. Um, what I see here is performance factors yeah. and more technical data. So um, uh, authoritative domains for results, um, but not pages as much. So domain authority versus page authority. Mm-hmm. Is the domain as a whole more authoritative? That's a, that's a deal. Um, content that ranks well on desktop tends to rank in voice search. Um, search engine lane said, is, is this a correlation rather than a, a, a um, like... Is it correlation versus causation? Right? Yeah. Um, schema may not be a factor. Hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, you need to keep structured data in mind regardless yeah. moving right. forward. Um, and they said 41% of voice searches came from featured snippets. I would have expected that to be higher. I would too. But what's the number of featured, what's the percentage of, of featured snippets that show up in a search query anyways right now? Right, I, I don't point. You know. Um, and then voice search results are generally 29 words. However, Google sources voice results from long-form content. Hmm. Take that for what you will. Uh, and then HTTPS is critical. Yeah. Meaning, keep in mind, it's a Google world. Google's going to give this data back. If you are not a secure source, they're going to be cautious of that because a user is going to be cautious right. of that. Why would they give you unsecure data? Yep. So um, keep those things in mind as you're still navigating the world of mobile. And I've been seeing more and more clicks on uh, big red screen that says, take me back to safety. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've, it's popped up twice, three times for me doing some uh, um, investment research mm-hmm. and I've, I keep getting these random big red screen of death, you know, and I'm like, Oh, interesting. Is this new or is this legit a bad page? No, certainly the financial, the financial, financial institutions are going to be, uh, uh, under the gun on yeah, that financial sure. healthcare insurance, that type of yeah. thing. So, um, no, this is good. Good, good discussion. I, I love the, uh, the topic of attribution. You know, if you're still in, if you're running AdWords, uh, and you're still in a last click model, certainly start to look at, at, at that. Um, don't get me started on how Facebook's going to, to handle attribution. That's a, a whole other topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for these more comprehensive results as it relates to question type queries. Um, you know, the people also search for, uh, or what they call, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the more related search queries that, that come up. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes and how we can potentially measure it yeah. as well. So measure all the things. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, good luck. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.